801 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Alfred Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Alfred Bruff of the Morning is brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. You can do so by visiting them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. Uh, hour three of the program, which we are now into. Moj is going to join us in just a moment here. Hour three is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Uh, your British Columbia Lions are back in action tomorrow, Saturday, a four o'clock kickoff from Calgary. It's the first of a two game set home and away against the Stamps. They come back on Saturday, September 24th and play at BC Place. Joining us now to break it all down, Bob the Moj Marjanovic, a presentation of the Clayton Public House. Good morning, Moj. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Let's talk quarterback. And it is going to be Vernon Adams officially named the starter for the Lions against the Stamps. Now, Adams got a brief look last week in that loss in Montreal. What can we expect realistically now that he's had uh, some game reps, an extra week of practice? What is a realistic expectation for Adams and the offense going into Calgary? I think there's, there's, you know, there's going to be chances for Vernon Adams to do special things. I think there's going to be flashes, yet I also think there's going to be inconsistency. And the biggest reason why is he's still not there 100% in terms of knowing this playbook and knowing the personnel that he's working with and developing that chemistry. Um, When you look at Adams this week, I think you're going to see plays where he reacts and you're going to see plays where he's thinking. And, you know, talking to the Lions staff this week, that was the question that I asked. I said, is, is, is he reacting yet, or is there still some paralysis by analysis where he's out there, you know, just trying to think things through rather than just reacting? And they said, it's coming, right? It's not there where he just knows this offense inside and out. But, you know, there's, there's going to be plays where he's going to be sitting there hesitant to pull the trigger. I think the other thing, too, that you're going to see with Adams, number one, is they've reduced the playbook a little bit for him. I think the other thing, too, is they're probably going to make it a half-field game for him. And, and what I mean by that, using him a lot in terms of rollouts. So he's only basically going to have to deal with maybe two receivers on the play, maybe three, rather than having to read the entire field. So I think they're going to try to dumb it down for him a bit and try to let his athleticism take over. How bad was the performance in Montreal, Moach? It was pretty abysmal. Uh, I think there were times in the game where they kind of tried to battle back. But, uh, you know, the other thing, too, when you had Nathan Rourke quarterbacking this team, he kind of masked some areas of this team when they weren't playing well, whether it was defense and or special teams. For the most part, the defense has played well. But at the same time, you know, when Nathan Rourke was quarterbacking, most of the opposition – was that there were one-dimensional offenses because they're trying to come back in these football games well i mean we saw it with saskatchewan we saw it with montreal a bit it's it's a different thing playing defense when you have the lead and you're not trailing by two touchdowns right so all of a sudden things are a little bit more even playing field so to speak and your defense might get exposed a little bit more so that's the other thing that you know kind of came into play i think the defense played a lot better in the second half they only gave up three points so they did turn it around, but, I mean, this defense, you know, they have to play lights out. I shouldn't say lights out. They just have to play very good. You know, try to get some turnovers and give the offense a short a short field on a couple of occasions, and I think the Lions will be in decent shape. The challenge for the Lions now is kind of just to protect that second spot 
in the West Division, and that's why these next two games against the Calgary Stampeders are so important. The Lions are 8-3, and three, the Stamps are 8-4, and four, so the Lions are a half game up on the Stamps. Do you think they're going to be able to do it? Do you think they're going to be able to protect that second spot and actually host a playoff game, or is, is the road without Nathan Rourke, or is, is it just going to be too, prove too tough? Well, if you believe Vegas, I think Vegas has the Lions as a six-point underdog heading into that game um, tomorrow. So, you know, Calgary obviously favored. They're, they're a different team, I think, with Jake Mayer, a quarterback, than Bo Levi Mitchell. I think they're a better team with Jake Mayer, a quarterback, rather than Bo Levi Mitchell. So it's going to be tough. But the, the big thing is if they can just get a split, I, I think they're in good shape moving forward. Because, number one, they win the season series against the Stampeders because of the earlier win with Nathan Rourke and And then, number two, it, it's going to give this team some confidence for the stretch run. Right, so if you can beat the Calgary Stampeders, clearly you can beat any team in the East or any team below the lines in the standings. So it's a big, big two-game set. Like I said, if they can get at least a split out of this, or hopefully a split out of it, um, I think they're going to be in decent shape. Have you heard any updates on Nathan Rourke's recovery? Um, Well, he's at the facility. He's you know he's got the scooter. He's kind of hanging out, checking out practice, doing things, but. You know, he's saying everything is going exceptionally well, but at the same time, I just don't see, I just don't see Nathan Rourke coming back this year. Uh, the mentality of the team moving forward, we talked about, like Jason said, like there's still the possibility and the option to host the playoff game. You just got to go win regular season games first. And then also from the front office, like the Vernon Adams moved was clearly made to, you know, salvage what was started here. Now, salvaging as a mindset has to come from, well, we weren't just Nathan Rourke. We have a good defense. We can run the football. We've got good special teams. How disheartening has it been over the last two weeks? Because the performances really haven't been awesome except for the quarterback position, especially against Montreal. You kind of put it, it was abysmal. I understand that there was going to be a natural deflation when Rourke got out, but if this season is to be salvageable, I feel like they're kind of running at a runway here. Like it's got to turn around in some way, shape or form soon. Two games against Calgary seems like a good time to do it. Yeah, I think you're bang on. I mean, if you still want to have any hopes of hosting a playoff game or even, you know, being a, quote, great cup contender, you're going to have to beat a, a very good team like Calgary and or a very good team like Winnipeg eventually. So, yeah, I mean, you look at these next two weeks, I think they're, they're critical for this team. And the other thing, too, guys, let's not forget this. I mean, this is a team that had this great environment around it, this great culture, and it started in training camp. I know a lot of people will say, oh, you know, well, yeah, when you start winning football games. No, it started even before that. You could see something different with this team in Kamloops, the, the, the way they were gelling, the way that, you know, this, the chemistry that they had. They still have that chemistry, but losing the roads at that, right? And, you know, Rick Campbell said it himself after the game in um, the, the game in uh, the last road game in Montreal. He said, hey, he goes, this is the first time we're facing some real adversity this year, right? And he addressed his club after the game and mentioned that. So when you start facing that type of adversity and you start losing, all of a sudden that erodes at that culture that you've developed. And it's a test for it. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Lions react. We're speaking to Bob the Moj Marjanovic here on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650, a presentation of the Clayton Public House, your home of football every game day. Catch all the action on 15 screens and two giant projectors. Uh, Sunday, Moj, it is now, it was funny, we talked about the Seahawks season, and we're like, we'll definitely watch one game. That will be the first game. 
and then the rest are TBD. We've been sold on watching a second one, if only because week one was so entertaining, and now it becomes a really interesting divisional matchup against a, a 49ers team that did not look good in week one. Curious to get your thoughts as we preview this one. What can we realistically expect out of a Seahawks team? We talked about emotional letdowns with the Lions. The, I do wonder if the Seahawks are in line for an emotional letdown because the emotions were so high in that win over the Broncos, and then they've just lost their best defender in Jamal Adams for the season. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out what happened on fourth and five. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's, it's funny. You know, Moj, when we look back and all the stats about kicking came out in the aftermath, like how nobody's ever hit that long of a field goal at Lumen Field and how McManus has never hit a field goal that long and the percentages of success were really small. It left a lot of people kind of flabbergasted as to wh- how they landed on that decision. Yeah, I mean, to me, it was completely misplayed. Even the fact that, I mean, first off, you back, you back up the Brinks truck for Russell Wilson. Here's the other thing, too. And, you know, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, I was watching a little bit of their uh, broadcast when they had a clip. Well, try to draw them offside, at least. They didn't even try doing that. They got the ball. I mean, they got to the line of scrimmage with, like, five seconds left. They didn't even have enough time to drive the, the Seahawks offside, perhaps, and get a first down. It was just completely mismanaged. But getting back to the Seahawks and the Bears, um, I think you're right. I think last week was a Super Bowl for the Seattle Seahawks. I think there's going to be, uh, obviously, an emotional letdown this week. You've lost Jamal Adams. You're taking on a San Francisco team that's going to be desperate for a win after a very poor performance against the Chicago Bears. And I also look at the weather in that game playing a huge role. So uh, I think the, the Seahawks are going to be in really tough this week. And Man, um, I don't think the Bears are going to get the ball within the five-yard line and come away with three points on three different occasions either. So yeah. I think the Seahawks got they got a little lucky in that football game. Um, they managed to, they found a way to win it. Good for them. But uh, I don't think they're going to get that lucky against Chicago or probably San Francisco. Mo, did you enjoy all the football this weekend? There's a lot on tap. We'll do this again next Friday. Come on, how come I didn't get a would you rather? Oh, do you want one? I was actually not. There's one specifically for you here. Yeah, like, what do you got? Okay. It's, it's Ask Us Anything, technically. It's from Matt and okay. Abby. He wants to know if Moj is team hard taco or team soft taco. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. That is a really good question. I often, um, I often take the coward's way out and say, why not both? And then I try and put, like, tortilla chips into a tortilla wrap. Getting the crunch Just make and a decision the for once in your life. I know. Well, you that's know? what Moj is on the spot for now. I could go either way. But oh, I'll my God. I, I could. Uh, you know, yeah! Here's the, here's the thing, though. I use different ingredients when I go soft versus hard. Explain. So when I go soft, usually I'll make my own homemade pico de gallo, okay. homemade um, guacamole, mm-hmm. and I'll have my chicken, my prawns, steak, whatever. Yep. And then I'll throw in some sliced up cabbage. That's it. Okay. All right. When I go hard, this is sounding really bad. <laughs> when I go hard taco, I'll have my meat, then I'll have cheese, lettuce, tomato, and usually I put some sort of salsa sauce with it. Interesting. So totally different setups. Yeah. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know why it makes sense, but I know it does. I'm, I'm en- yeah. envisioning it at all. But you guys know. have to make a decision. It's one of these things where, like, this is not your lives at stake here. You're just being asked for the Fine. rest of your life if you had to take soft tacos or hard tacos. I'll steal. Bro. I'll steal a line from Moj. I'll yeah. go hard. Okay. Yeah. All right, Moj. Bro, it's Friday. Just chill. <laughs>
I, I know. I, I, I want, you're just being asked like this easy question and you're both like, I could do either way. You see, here's the thing. It's a very difficult question because it surrounds food and food's always important. To yeah, people, but you right? don't actually have to do it, Moj. I'm going to now. Now I want a hard taco. <laughs> That's all this conversation is done is I want to go get Mexican after if the show. I, okay. You know what? If you want an answer, I'll go hard. Okay. You Me guys and you are both, buddy. You guys are both hard. Just a couple of hard guys over here. All right, Moj, we got to go. Hopefully, we'll do this again. <laughs> See you, buddy. Have a good weekend, fellas. Yep, that's Bob the Moj Marjanovic here on the Halford and Brush Show on Sportsnet 650. While that interview was going on, Jason had that 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 little glimmer in his eye when something interesting comes along that we can react to live in the moment. So something happened on the internet machine. Uh, is not breaking news, but it's news. Oh, it's breaking news. Oh, okay. Definitely breaking news. Do we want to play the button? Because no, no one's no, there no, right no, now. No, Don't no, worry. No, 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 no. Neither of you have to no, go no. press the button. Don't push the it's, button. It's Winnipeg related, and they should never really get breaking news. He anyway. just said it. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets um, won't have a captain this season. Ooh, spicy. Essentially, like essentially, I'm, I'm going to put it in, in like the, this is the attention grabbing way. Okay. Blake Wheeler has been stripped of the captaincy. I'm glad you went there. That's in what I Winnipeg. Thought too. Uh, the Jets just announced this. Uh, here's a quote from new head coach Rick Bonus. It is the determination of the coaching staff that we will enter the season without a specific captain, but rather a group of assistants still to be determined. Mm. It is our goal to expand the leadership base within our hockey team. We have high expectations for our core players, and we want to provide them with the opportunity to step into those greater leadership roles as a group. So the Jets are framing this as not a controversy that Blake Wheeler has been stripped of the captaincy, yep. but an opportunity to grow the leadership group. Mm, By the way, uh, uh, Rick Bonus and Blake Wheeler will speak to the media uh, later today. Did you notice how they referred to Blake Wheeler in the press release? Said uh, Jets head coach Rick Bonus and forward Blake Wheeler. I think we all know that not ex captain. Yeah, like, the, there were there were issues within Winnipeg's room. There have been issues on this team. Um, he wants to, I, my baseless and wild speculation, right? More journalism, fine journalism on display here. Uh, this is a Shifley thing. This is a Mark Shifley thing. I wonder if it's an appeasement thing as well. Wonder if he wants to be the alpha, and this is maybe the way that you do it. Well, Wheeler's 36 now, right? Yep. And he's he's still a good hockey player. I mean, he had 60 points and I don't know. So what do you have? Here's the funny thing about here's the funny thing about captaincies. They don't matter until they do. They don't become talking points until they are. And that's what it is in Winnipeg right now. Yeah, 60 points in 65 games. Wheeler had a great second half of the year last year. You know what's interesting? I'm I'm on the Blake Wheeler ESPN page. Yes. And they have Atlanta him playing for Atlanta. I always forget. You always forget. He was yeah. a big part of that. Atlanta I'm like, have I got the wrong page here? No, 60 points for Atlanta. Yeah, we were talking about Evander Kane the other day. I'm like, don't forget his time in Atlanta. No, but it actually says Atlanta. Yeah. Like currently. That's weird. Yeah, that's why they that's need, why it's weird. They need an update. I realize they moved from Atlanta, the Winnipeg Jets. I'm Did you hear saying. that Winnipeg has a hockey team now? Yeah. Um, we should talk to Wyshynski about that. I'm sure that's under his fold as an employee at ESPN. It's, it's, we've seen this happen before. On teams, the one that always sticks out to me, the two that always stick out to me, are when San Jose did it, and they were like, remember they they, yeah. they had like a triumvirate of guys, uh, Marlowe, Thornton, and Pavelski, and it was they just routinely stripped the captaincies. Yeah, and then Dustin Brown when they realized that Anze Kopitar was the guy, mm-hmm. right? And it is again, it doesn't matter until it matters. 
It doesn't matter until you feel like, well, the captaincy is so so vital to this room and to this group that we need to make a change and put it on one guy and put it on another. Now, that's not what they're doing in Winnipeg. They're stripping Wheeler of it and then not giving it to anybody. The Jets have a real... uh, They mirror the Canucks in a lot of ways. And I'm not talking about this. Like I'm not saying that Horvat's going to get his captaincy stripped. Um, If you look at the group, if you look at the team, you would say they've got some good players up front. They've got a good goalie in Connor Hellebuck. And then you look at the blue line and you're kind of like, ah, that could be better. Yeah. Um, that's fair. And that's crazy because a couple of years know, ago they had no, I know. Bufflin and well, Truba and Myers. Changed, right? and yeah. But they've also got, this is a prove-it season for them. Yeah. And they're going into it without a captain. JD and Coquitlam writes, how awesome would it be if Wheeler didn't even get an A? Well, that's what I imagine they're probably going to be the first question when they meet with the media today is they'll say, well, Blake, if you're no longer wearing the C, are you going to be wearing an A? And if that's a no, I don't. I guess you may as well put like the for sale sign on Wheeler because I imagine he'd be ripe for a trade at that well, point. Well, I think, I think the, I – weren't they going to explore trading Wheeler? Maybe they couldn't trade him. They had last year. He was on Frank Saravalli's yeah. de- a target board there for a while. That was one that, – that was another team, and here's the other th- – reason why the Jets kind of mirror the Canucks in that I expected some pretty major changes in Winnipeg this offseason. There was a lot of talk about either Wheeler or Shifley being traded. Wheeler, perhaps because he no longer fit with the team, and Shifley, perhaps because he was like, I don't want to fit with the team anymore. Uh, But they're coming back with largely the same group of players. So Wheeler's got a modified no trade and no movement clause, basically a five team trade list. And at eight, here's the thing cap hit 8.5 high, uh, real money this year, 6.5. Yeah. He still was almost a point of game guy last year, Mm -hmm. but I do wonder if this signals a change because well, I think it does. Well, for him, like address wise, <laughs> right? Like, is this the precursor to okay, we're gonna maybe? Well, see maybe they can... couldn't trade him, right? And that's the thing. You'd maybe have to... the return wasn't there. I mean, we know that the return for JT Miller wasn't where the Canucks wanted it to be. Here's JT a... Miller is a, a much more valuable asset than Blake Wheeler. Here's the thing, though. I really like Wheeler. I like. I find his as a player. Yeah, and as a personality. Yeah. Like, I find his well, approach. maybe you wouldn't if you were in the dressing room with him. Maybe, but I find his approach, like, pretty refreshing. Yeah. He's got a pretty unique perspective on things and that he can kind of come across as standoffish and grumpy, but he's also pretty eloquent when he speaks. Yeah. Like, he'll give you something to I work. Can't, I can't He'll wait. give you something. I can't wait to hear from him. Uh, yeah. Let's do our NFL locks of the week because we're so good at this, and this is a real money-making opportunity for people who bet against us. So last week, Halford took the Cowboys, what a and pick. they and they proceeded to have one of probably the worst performance. And I know that Dak got hurt, but that it had nothing that their loss to Tampa Bay had nothing to do with Dak getting hurt because that happened late in the game. It more had to do with Dak not being able to muster any offense while playing. Yeah. It was bad. They're they're hor- who's their quarterback now? Uh, Cooper Rush. Oh, Cooper Rush. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so your pick was the Cowboys and it was terrible. My pick was the, was the Broncos, which was bad. Not quite as bad as your Cowboys pick, but it was, it was bad. Cause they didn't bring it up. Okay. Not, I mean, in terms of badness though, like where would you say your Cowboys pick was Cowboys pick? Possibly one of the worst gambling picks in the history of gambling. So let's try and do a little better, uh, 
This we, de- week, we devised a strategy, Bruff and I. You'll see a common theme among our picks. So here, I'm going to do mine first. Um, you know how the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again yes. and expecting different results? I'm going with the Broncos again. Nice. Uh, but this time they're at home. And I, I do think that the Broncos are still going to be a pretty good team. They look disorganized. They look like a team that had a new quarterback that hadn't played any snaps in the preseason and a rookie head coach. Right. But I do think they're going to figure it out, and I think they're going to figure it out relatively soon. They've got a Houston team coming into Denver. Fresh off that tie. Fresh off a tie. <laughs> so they're riding the emotional high. They might be a little off. tired because they had to play extra time Good against theory. the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Denver by 10, it is a lot of points, but this one feels like the Broncos, they got embarrassed, right? Mm -hmm. They do have the potential. It's not like they looked awful. It's not like they looked like the Cowboys. I think the issue was you're, you're like, wait a minute, you're watching them. Mm -hmm. They look terrible at football. They look bad at football, right? I wouldn't say that about the Broncos. So I'm a little hesitant about this. Uh, this is mostly just kind of, kind of funny. I'm going to take the Broncos minus 10 over the Houston Texans. Luck of the week. A 10-point home favorite, you say? Scratches his beard. Hmm. Very intriguing. All of these lines, by the way, courtesy of bclcplaynow.com. I saw what you did. said a 10-point favorite at home. Where else could I find one of those? <laughs> you, you're, going to, you're going to follow my gambling? Yeah, buddy. I sure am. I'm taking the Packers minus 10 at home Lambeau Sunday night football against Chicago. There's too many things. Oh, yeah. He owns the Bears. So, one, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He said it aloud several yeah. times. Two, they're going home after starting the road on the road in a really rough way for the second consecutive season. Go back to last year. Green Bay, and the, the similarities here are too much to overcome, too much to bet against the Pack. Last year, they start the year on the road, they get destroyed 38-3 to by the Saints. Everyone's ready to write off Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They look terrible. This is an embarrassment. What do they do? Rip off a bunch of wins. Rodgers wins MVP. They go to the playoffs. Yeah, but aren't you concerned about their receiving core? I am. Like, but I, get, I, I, know, I know what happened last season, but you can't just be like, oh, they lost week one last season. And they're probably gonna, you know, like, Glad you brought that up, my friend. So to add to the reasons to bet on the Packers this week, it sounds as though... Uh, one of my favorite receivers, Alan Lazard, <laughs> is going to be back. He's actually the number one receiver there. It's not even a joke. Old um, Lazzy. Old La- I love Laz. Uh, yeah. So, I, again, Rodgers got blown out last week. He looked really not good. That offense did not look good against Minnesota. I'm following the playbook from last year. Also, I think the – you know how you said the Seahawks won their Super Bowl in week one? I feel like the Bears might have had their season in week one. Really? Come on. The Bears stink. They're not a good football team. They beat – a team that was one win away from the Super Bowl. They won it at home. They won it in the slop. They got to do their big. Did you see the celebratory slide in the end zone? That yeah, that was fun. awesome. Yeah. Who's going to have a better career, Trey Lance or Justin Fields? Great question. Maybe. Neither. I, I'm, I'm kind of. Are I you going to go neither? Are you going to go the hard, hard taco, soft taco? Yeah, no. I, I kind of have like a, a weird Who dislike. Who's the hard taco <laughs> and the soft taco? Um, I don't want to go there. I was going to. I had a point. Oh, yeah, that's right. Trey Lance and <laughs> Trey Fields. A buddy of mine is a huge Niners fan. Okay. And I feel like I've kind of adopted the Niners hater just to piss him off. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see Trey Lance succeed. Right. So the, the running gag we always have 
whenever Lance struggles is I'm like, that's weird for a guy who played most of his college career against SFU. And he gets all frustrated. He's like, he didn't play against SFU. Like he played <laughs> Div 2, but it wasn't in the same conference. <laughs> and, and so I just keep needling him and needling him. So every time Trey Lance does poorly, I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of liking this. So I think Fields will have the better career. Mm-hmm. But both of them need to get way more accurate just yeah. in terms of throwing the football to a target that isn't the opposition team. They just look raw. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, is like some guys that break into the league, you see them and you see, right? Like, well, Mahomes was yeah. one. Herbert, or, you know, as we like to call him, Justin A. Bear. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Allen, no. There were some definite questions about Josh Allen that he yep. answered. So there is room for growth there. But anyway, getting back to the pick itself, my lock of the week is the pack at home, Lambo, home opener, taking care of a team that Aaron Rodgers has owned historically, the Chicago Bears. Lock it up for me, Andy. Lock of the week. Okay, we're going to go to break. We're going to do Ask Us Anything's on the other side. Get him in, hashtag him AUA. What did you learn over the last 24 hours in sports? That's what, that's what we learned. You can do those as well. Ask us anything, AUA. Bottom line, Dunbar, text message in basket, 650-650. Get your submissions in. It's your chance to be on the radio next on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. I use different ingredients when I go soft versus hard. Time now for Sportsnet 650 traffic from the City News 1130 Air Patrol. Welcome to Kelowna, California. West Coast. Coast. <laughs> yeah. Kelowna, baby. Best place in the world right here. Kelowna, California. Kelowna, California. Kelowna, California. Kelowna, California. Hey, 832 on a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Ruff, Sportsnet 650. That's the closest song we have to celebrating Penticton. For young stars, it's just sort of an Okanagan thing. There's no particular, at least to my knowledge, there is no Penticton specific song out there. Penticton, its fields are nice and green. <laughs> well, there's one now. If you have a Penticton song, if you've been, maybe you're one of those SoundCloud rappers with all the face tattoos, and you're from Penticton, send it along. We'll probably play it on the air as long as it's unlicensed. Alfred and Bruff in the morning is brought to you by the. Oh, sorry. It's brought to you by Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. You can visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. We are also brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Okay. The Halford and Bruff Show is coming to you live from the Kintec studio. Kintec Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 1,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintec. Dot net. Okay, uh, what we learns, ask us anything. We'll do some what we learns to start because that is tradition here on the Halford Brush Show. Are you ready to go or do you want another minute to kind of parse through what's happening? Uh, happening I, think I, can, I think I can, I can do this quickly. There's probably going to be more details to come. Um, originally reported by Kevin Weeks, uh, Frank Cervelli and Elliot Friedman have since weighed in. Uh, Evander Kane and the San Jose Sharks have made progress on a grievance settlement. Okay. Uh, settlement. Uh, I think there's a handshake deal, so they still have to paper the deal. Um, the expectation, according to Frank Saravelli, is that the San Jose Sharks will have a salary cap charge and Evander Kane will be due money from the Sharks. Mm. Um, Frege followed this up. He said, on Evander Kane, the original San Jose deal was $21 million over the next three years. The current Edmonton deal 
is 16 and a half million over the next three years. It is believed the settlement will address that gap. So perhaps the settlement, uh, to use an NHL term, um, is just going to make Evander Kane whole Hmm. on the original deal. So if the difference is four and a half million dollars, perhaps that's what the settlement is. So instead of the San Jose Sharks paying Evander Kane nothing, because don't forget they voided his contract. They didn't buy him out. They said, you're not getting anything right. from us. Um, I haven't heard make whole since the, lock, the last lockout, if right. I'm not mistaken. They, yeah. And it was very prevalent. That was then. fun, wasn't it? Great yeah. times, great times. Okay, so um, there's your news. So there is your news. Um, looking at the San Jose Sharks, they, like if it's $4.5 million, if that's the difference, maybe over the next three years, the Sharks will have a $1.5 million cap charge against right, them. Right, right, right. That Something sense. along those lines. I don't think it's going to put them into jeopardy or anything like that. I know they are, according to Cap Friendly, they're up against the cap, but I think they'll be able to make it make it work. Mookow. Andy, you got anything? I do. All right, go. Uh, there's going to be a Canucks pup. Saw uh, this. The I Vancouver saw this. Canucks are partnering with the BC Guide Dogs to sponsor a litter of puppies and raise a service dog this season. After training is completed, the Canucks pup will work with a visually impaired client, a child with autism, or a veteran first responder living with OSI PTSD. If the pup passes the test. Yes. I've had some friends that have done this. and the pup, uh, pup failed? The pup, yeah, the pup fails, so wow. they're like, you got to keep the dog now. <laughs> I don't know why you like, guess a what? great Dane out of all breeds. But. <laughs> the good news is you have a dog. The bad news is it's a dumb dog. <laughs> it's a dumb dog, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we didn't even get to the key part of the story. Are they, are we going to name the pup? Yes. Uh, fans will have the opportunity to submit name ideas <laughs> oh, boy. for all six puppies in the litter. Oh, six puppies. Wow. Yeah. So as the resident dog, I saw somebody suggest they should name it a dog and I vehemently opposed that suggestion unless they give me season's tickets. A dog's gone. You can go for the rest of the letters of the alphabet if they want. We I haven't want, named Ben B-Dog yet. I want That's three, coming, by the way. I want three dogs to be named Ballard, Raymond, and a second <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would be good. That would that be would real be amazing. good. That would be real good. <laughs> if you think about it, they should match up all Canucks memes and Canucks lore. Oh, they have to. Right? And there has then, to be and some funny the dogs names after them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Because we've, we've kind of The got... one I hate the most is called Messier for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Dog. That was kind of a jerk. Yeah, the dog gets booed incessantly. <laughs> Has an affinity for Lay's potato chips. Uh, I think what we could do here, is, the possibilities are endless, right? We've run the gamut of, we don't need to do dog pun names anymore, right? That's kind of, that's old. Like, we don't need to name a dog Bark Besser. No. That's done. No, we, right? yeah, we're, we've, we've done that. We need. No, wait a minute. Brock. Uh, I think Bark Besser is. Bark the, Besser? That's the way that you would do that one, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Brock Bowser. Brock Bowser is a good one, too. Other players could probably have puns, but we're not yeah. going to go down that road. I think this is the way to go. Submit your ideas. We want to make the Dunbar Lumber text message in basket as confusing as humanly possible for the next show. <laughs> yeah. so, so when they come in and there's a series of food-related questions and people talking about how Marge, Moj likes it hard, and then there's all these dog names, people are going to be like, what happened on the previous show? Anyway, uh, good one, Moo Cow. <laughs> Moo Cow, that dog. Uh, we got some time here. We may as well just start doing Ask Us Anythings, right? Yeah. Do you have any? The, the text inbox is an absolute mess right it now. It is. It's a bit of a disaster. Well, um, I'll, I'll ask you guys one from a listener that's unsigned that 
got me thinking. Yep. I, I'm curious to the answer, and I talked to Halford about this on the break. Why is there no NFL team in Canada yet? Specifically Toronto, I assume, would be the city you would go to. Will Toronto ever get an NFL team, and what stopped them thus far from that happening? Uh, they don't have a stadium. Stadium's a big one. The stadium's yeah. the main thing? Yeah. Okay, so, okay let's pretend for, the... a second, pretend for a second they have the stadium. Would, yeah. would it come up at that point, or is it still... Yeah. If they had, yeah, I think you so. think so? If they yeah. had a seventy thousand seat NFL specific stadium, I mean, you could use it for other things, boat, yeah. boat shows, the <laughs> Harry Potter convention. Uh, I think they would be at the top of the line. Yeah, the team. I think the thing with the NFL right now is that they've got thirty two teams. The NFL's good, right? right now. Yeah, they're kind of good. Like the NBA, the reason one of the main reasons they're going to expand is to get up to that thirty two teams. That seems to be the magic number. And of, they've got of a teams and they've got a the layup in the NBA. Pardon the pun with. Vegas and Seattle. Yeah. They got the stadiums ready to go. Yeah. Ben liked that one. It was a layup. It was a slam dunk, if you will. Like uh, the the team that Toronto would have got is Buffalo. Correct. You know, maybe Jacksonville eventually moves at some point, but they, they might go to London, right? And then there's Mexico City. There's, I, I have no doubt in my mind that Toronto could support an NFL team. I'm like, really well. Really well. It's not, there's so much money in Toronto. It's such a big city, but they got to figure out a stadium. Uh, and ask us anything unsigned, so it must be from Gary. Ask us anything. Do you guys plan on living in Vancouver when you retire, or are you going to move once you do? Well, that's an interesting one. I'm from here, so probably. I haven't really, okay, so it's funny. Assuming I, I can afford a place when I retire here. You guys are younger, so there's certain benchmarks in your life where you have conversations where it, Chris, it becomes crystal clear just how old you are. Uh, I have... Friends now who are already talking about the day they know the day they're going to retire. Oh, yeah, 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 me too. Yeah, you don't have those conversations pre 40, I don't think. I've I had one the other day. The guy, the guy knows the exact day in which he's going to retire. So, this is a real conversation. This is a legitimate thing. My dream is to have uh, a place somewhere warm, like the desert, Palm Springs, or something where I can go there for the winter and get mm. some sun and play some golf. But I'd also like to have a summer spring place in BC. Um, I, but I don't know if I'm ever going to be the type of guy that can move out of the big city and be happy. No, I think I'm gonna go crazy. I don't more. I, so I am very curious to see how the Vancouver weather slowly starts to affect my day-to-day existence more as I get older. Cause yeah. you know, all this rain, it's bad for the bones, mm-hmm. it's bad for the joints. It's cold. It's damp all the time. I've spent the better part of my like youth and adult life playing soccer outdoors in the rain. Yeah. And I I, I got I don't I have no no problem with the rain. Mm-hmm. It can be depressing from time to time. I don't like the dark. The dark is more yeah. soul crushing as we go there. The right cloud away. cover. Yeah. The rain, it's I'm like, it's fine. Man. I actually like walking in the rain. Yeah. Right? I, I have an umbrella. I, I, I sing, like the rain. I sing the dark, show so. tunes to myself while I skip. None of that happened. Yeah. Um but I, I'm I'm very cognizant of the fact that as I get older, I'm gonna be like, ah yeah. I'm not going outside. Body will uh, but shrivel. Nothing, nothing mm. beats being in your house with a warm cup of cocoa when it's dark and rainy outside. God, you're adorable. You know, you're you so just adorable. see everything. Nobody, through, no, through love through it. Kids it's so eyes, great. Don't you? It's so great. <laughs> if you leave, I will have no soul. You're the last vestiges of like hope and optimism Where that I, I have. Where am Where I gonna go? go? He, like, because Andy's leaned into the fall so thoroughly and enthusiastically. Yeah, it's great. This is the only skill I have. Can it's we not re- even really can a we, skill. Can we rename you like the puppies? Yeah. You're like six puppies all rolled into one. <laughs> all right. You got one? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, ask us anything. Would you rather? It's a would you rather ask us anything. Be a fourth line winger in the NHL making 500K annually 
or an NHL equipment guy and all those long hours, but you're making a mill. That's uh, easy. Fourth line winger. Fourth line winger, man. You got to live a little. The, right? You know what? I respect I that. I take the mill, I think. I, uh, well, it's, the, a, it's an additional $500,000. Are, are, are you fully cognizant of how much work those guys have to put in? No. Equipment managers <laughs> work insane hours. Yeah. And it is not glamorous. Don't work. you wouldn't you want to say that you played in the NHL? Like what what happens if yeah, you're on a really good but team and then like you a, can play in the Stanley Cup final? It seems like a lot of work though. I mean, being a fourth line winger, you still have to be work really 10 good. 10 minutes and, a night. Yeah, but yeah. you have to you have to try really hard to get there though. There's a lot that goes into that. You're not, not just like snap your fingers you're in the NHL. And think about it, if you play for the Canucks and you're a fourth line winger, you could make 3 million dollars soon enough. <laughs> that's true actually, yeah. 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 Well, not in this flat cap environment. No, that's true. That was, old, Tyler that was an old thing. Um, I would, t- I would always take the experience over the money, mm-hmm. right? Not that the, not the, <laughs> I, I don't want to act like the being the equipment guy for the Canucks is the worst job in the it's world. It's just hard work. Right? It's, it's just, just hard, hard work. work. Yeah. yeah and you're not playing hockey. I respect the hell of the guys that do it. I, when we traveled and would go road to ro- like on the road, city to city, you'd see the trainers and the amount of stuff that they have to do. It's wild. Uh, Maury, the mill guy, ask us anything. If you could. Uh, go back in time to warn any Canuck or Canuck management coach, et cetera, about anything, what would it be? And Maury steals mine. And yeah. he said, I might warn Hamhus to not hip-check Lucic in game one of That's the Stanley Cup final. That's a good one. That's Maybe a good I one. think about this too much. This is just all going to be regrets. Right? Uh, I would tell Kluche that Lidstrom's about to shoot. <laughs> a pretty good one cover it cover it up yep. yeah you're gonna want to save this one it's gonna really direct the, t- the trajectory of your career if you don't so save that that bomb i from mean center ice. think of all the bad draft picks that you could go back and say instead of this guy yep. why not choose this guy or hang on to cam neely or yeah like maybe right? don't yeah no i would not go with you levy in this situation right that would yeah. be yeah. a warning draft the best player available please there would be a there would be a whole he Sub- still does it. No, you don't get it. Yeah. I yep. like this kid. Yeah. Uh, I think this would have, there could be an entire sub question just on the draft. Oh, yeah. Like, what draft pick would you say is the number one? If like, you could do one? Yeah. Yeah. Don't do, we, we need to not say these out loud and then steal these ideas and present yeah. them for offseason content. No, the, the best, don't draft this guy, but draft this guy instead. That's a great one. That is a great one. We'll do that. Uh, we're not going to be able to do it today. We only have like 10 minutes left, but we'll do it. We can do it next I week. I mean, it, there's nothing going on next week. I guess the issue with that is that in any draft, like you, I don't know what who the Canucks drafted the year that, say, like Patrice Bergeron was drafted, right? Because Bergeron was a second round pick. I wasn't think the he, premise right? would have to be that the draft pick bombed for the Canucks. Ooh, that's a good one. Don't, uh, more Bertuzzi, just let it go. Don't go after more. His career could have completely, the trajectory more, of his that's career. That's more advice than, than a warning. It would be a warning to Steve Moore. You, Steve Moore, I would agree. Well, you like, go back you in should. time and say, Bert, just let it go. Yeah. Because no, it completely yeah, changed the trajectory, tra- trajectory, it's hard to say, of his career. Yes. That, right? so. And that team. Yes. Okay. Uh, ask us anything. For, dang it. Oh, there it is. Taylor in Calgary. Ask us anything. Did you guys get any regular listeners from your four-day broadcast in Toronto? No, but apparently we got one in Calgary. So that's nice. Um, I, we, I, I haven't even seen any anecdotal evidence. Put it this way. The best thing that came from that week is that Toronto doesn't hate us. That's fair to say, right? They didn't hate us. Yeah. yeah. They might get tired of us. Right. This that's is a different. There's a lot of this white week talk. before <laughs> I started, so I didn't see you guys, your, your inbox, but I heard stories that they accepted you. Yeah. And not rejected you. Right. And that's a win yeah. in our position, folks. 
That's a win. Ryan in Yaletown, ask us anything. Tomato soup or French onion soup? Oh, French onion French soup. French onion. Like a country mile. French onion soup. A great tomato soup is is delicious. A though. bisque. Of course, on, on your on your cold, cold and stormy winter night. nights. Yeah, have with a nice a, tomato dip, soup. Some dip, dip cheese a grilled toast. cheese in oh, there. Oh, dude, don't even talk about that. I want to do that right now. I've never cared for tomato soup, really? even with grilled cheese. Really? Yeah. Wow. Not tomato much of a soup, soup guy. As okay. the kids say, it's basic. Oh, it's delicious. French onion soup requires it's heavier layers, mm-hmm. yeah. time. You need the right you need the right bowl. Guinness. But there's also there's also a high burn rate with yeah, French onion soup. That's true. You got to really be you 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 got to be careful. Yeah, the countless amount of times that I've been like, I got to eat this right away, and then the roof of my mouth is like, no, this is worse than Captain Crunch. We got another one. Anyone? 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 See, see, uh, this is a little test that I'm doing for how I've read three already. I've gone over and above. Okay, fine. I, this one I flagged earlier, and I actually have an answer. For what it. do you think the actual ratio of what we learns and ask us anything's read by me versus you is? You're, it's nine, high. Nine it's, to one? Okay, no, on. not nine What to was one. the best purchase you've ever made? This is from another, someone else named too, Andy. Too big. That's too big of a oh, question. Best purchase I've ever best made? Best purchase you've ever made. Oh, come on. There's got to be something. <sighs> There's so many purchases. I mean, I immediately think of like my bed because it's so comfy. I mean, right. you, you don't you don't want to skimp on your sleeping arrangements. Now you met your wife, right? Yes. Well, this okay. is like this was our purchase, <laughs> not just mine, our bed. But nevertheless, like that's one of the things. You didn't you, get the joke there. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I was trying to ignore it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I would, don't skimp on your sleeping arrangements. Is all I got to say. But that's but I yeah I've I've had. Good beds. I don't think I've ever knocked a bed purchase out of, oh, the, out dude, of the park. Oh, dude, a comfy bed is makes all the difference, especially, the cur- especially in our job. The current television that I have has been one of the best investments ever. Yep. I bought it a floor model at Costco many years ago. Right. And it's still working for you. But it's great. It's I mean, the tech is really old. That's pretty sad, got, right? Like, yeah, like what's yeah. the best purchase you've had in your life? I, I like my TV. Hey, <laughs> mine, mine's 10, 12 years old. Still works great. I'm trying to think of- it's black and white, but I mean, you know. Every appliance I like that I bought, every major I like appliance TV. that I bought in the last five years has been complete crap. Everything yeah. breaks now. Nothing's meant. I have all. these computer speakers I bought back in 2002, and they still work amazingly well. That's the oldest thing in my apartment. I, okay. I just always think about them. They're just they're they're warriors. I've never made like a really significant like. I was funny this summer. I got a buddy that's really into watches. He spent a lot. He's bought a Rolex, like a very mm-hmm. expensive one, and I've I never have worn one. I don't right? care for watches. Yeah, and I, don't, it, I don't get I don't the like fascination things. with them either. Yeah. I mean, they look nice, sure, but I don't... Yeah. The older I get, the more I kind of want to have one. And then the more hip-hop videos I watch, I kind of want to get one. I kind of want it to be like a tracksuit with a pinky ring and big... You want to... Yeah. Your, your Burnaby is showing. I think I'm trying to rebrand myself. Right? Go for it, like, man. He's like, Too expensive, man. Yeah. It's such a waste of money. Well, that's the problem. Like I was what, like... What time is it? <laughs> I got that on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, oh, I might, sp- you know, maybe I'll make a nice watch purchase. And then I threw out. You're not a show-off guy. I, but I threw out the dollar value of two to 300 and it was met with laughter. Yeah. They're like, that's not really expensive. Like, here's, here's your Seiko. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those watches with like the, you know, the calculator on it. Yeah, it's an old Mickey Mouse Disney watch. It's two Mickey Mouse's Man, two hands going I around. remember when my dad bought a calculator Me watch. Too. I was like, you oh. must be loaded. <laughs> Are we okay. rich? Are we a rich family? It's amazing. <laughs> One texter said the best purchase was his wife, and I, I assume he doesn't mean like he actually purchased her. He like, might have. Hopefully, he meant like he was trying to be, you know, nice and romantic. Yeah, that was the joke I was getting at with yeah. you, Andy. Yeah, I know. You understand? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, t- we're gonna we're gonna move forward because I actually have an answer to this one. We've a- been asked this question multiple times, and I've always kind of said, "Well, there's this and this and this," but I finally boiled it down. Tim in Richmond, ask us anything, guys. 
I know you love your classic Simpsons episodes, but could you ever pick an absolute favorite? If so, which one? P.S. I'm still laughing about the zinc drop this week. I've gone over this one countless times. Many people have asked. Uh, a Millhouse Divided, when Millhouse's parents get divorced, is the best episode ever because there are, I'd say, no fewer than 10 amazing quotes and amazing scenes. Yeah. Because it's it's so good. Kirk at the Cracker Factory when they fire him. And he's like, after 15 years, that's it, just it. Goodbye, good luck. And he's like, I don't remember saying good luck. That is such a good line. <laughs> Bart, you know, uh, Luann starts dating the American Gladiator and then Bart's enamored. So he tries to break a chair over Homer's back in the tub. The racing car bed is amazing. Thawing hot yeah. dogs in the sink. Can I borrow a feeling? Yeah. <laughs> Was oh, that no. in that one? Yes. Oh, no, my demo tape. I sleep it's... in a racing car bed. Do you? I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. So that's my number one. There are many, many contenders. The casino one is brilliant, too. There's... Do you know there's going to be, I don't. I can't remember who the writer is, but I saw this on Twitter that someone's writing a book on the making of the Simpsons and the creating of the Simpsons during that golden era. Oh, really? In the 90s. Yeah. When Conan O'Brien was in the writer's room I, and everything. I assume yeah. so, yeah. Nice. I will be reading that. I love this text. Jason, do your homework. Rolex is not a waste of money. Hey, I, 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 is it an investment? Can you can you buy Is uh, Like, I don't know anything about watches. I think there's a big you know what? resale market. Probably, yeah. I assume so, right? I would, but here's the thing. I would never consider buying a watch as an investment. Does that make sense? No. You buy it as something to wear on your wrist to look cool when you're trying to get into clubs. I remember there was something on the uh, the Golf Channel when Bubba Watson was bragging about his the cost of his watch. And I was like, man, that's why people don't like you, Bubba. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it's comments like that. Yeah. Back to the previous question, my absolute favorite yes. Simpsons episode ever. Oh. Dental plan! Lisa needs braces! Dental plan! Lisa needs braces! Like, without a doubt... That is my all-time favorite. There's so many jokes in that episode. Like it's like every five seconds there's another joke. And the Conan O'Brien written uh, monorail episode is right up there as Monorails well. Monorails like, right up and there. And the Halloween. There's a few Halloween specials I absolutely love. Like, I never cared for I the never Halloween. Cared for the Halloween, Halloween oh, dude, I didn't like them that much. The monkey paw vampire Halloween special uh. where Mr. Burns is a vampire. That in that ten minutes, I don't understand how they fit so many jokes in ten minutes. Too gory. They were too gory. <laughs> it was too visual. I like I like uh, the I like the the timing gags more than anything else. There are a million of them though, like so without many. question. Uh, ask us anything. What is the over under for Canucks goalies not named Demko starts? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll so I guess Demko this in. would be Spencer Martin or Rancho Cucamonga's uh, Colin Delia, right? Noted uh, leather enthusiast. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, he makes the best masks. Col- <laughs> Why is there a zipper on the mouth? Where'd, uh, you, buy, where'd you buy that one? <laughs> <laughs> Did you make that on purpose? Have you seen Pulp Fiction? Do you know? Do you know what we're talking about here? No. Colin Delia is his side hustle. Is uh, he's he makes things out of leather. He's into like sewing and the fabric design side of thing. I think he makes wallets. If I'm not oh, mistaken. I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently at a high like very high craftsmanship high, high level. Anyway, back to the original thing. I had Demko anywhere between 60 and 65 starts if he's healthy and everything's going right. So I would say if you can see a backup goalie in 20 games or less, that means things are going well. Let's set it at 20. Yeah. Anything more than that, and it's either 
There's the music. Demko's hurt. Yeah. Demko's ineffective. And if either of those things happen, it means the season is no bueno. And we've mentioned this before. We're, we're going to see a backup early on in the season because the Canucks start with a five-game road trip. And I believe games three and four on those road trips are back-to-backs. Okay. That music can only mean one thing. It means we got to get out of here for another week. We will be back on Monday, though. Signing off for another fun week here. Uh, I've been Mike Halford. He's been Jason Bruff. He's been the A-Dog. And he's been waving Ben. Hi, Ben. This has been the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650.